I'm Lindsay with Wild Root Flower Company. And I'm Shannon from Bloom Hill Farm. Over the last six years, we've leaned on each other as we grew our farms into the profitable six-figure farms they are today. We want you to join us each week as we have real, honest conversations about life and business. And we promise you'll leave feeling inspired and your farming toolbox will be filled with actionable strategies you can implement at any stage in your business. Learn from our mistakes as we talk business, marketing, and growing techniques to help you create the farm of your dreams. So let's roll up our sleeves and get the dirt on flowers. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode, episode 70. Woohoo! I know. You, I know. You know what I haven't been saying in a while? I, I thought about, I haven't been saying we're the number one flower farming podcast. Yeah, you've laid off go. that for a little bit. How many episodes that's been? I feel like we need to bring that back. <laughs> yeah, we should. Man. Yeah. Go I ahead. Need to work, we need to work it in the intro. Yeah, well, yes, we're going to redo our intro. We are. Yeah. Yeah. It's on the list that for this winter. On there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, know it's, I mean, I think that's just more about manifesting, you know, which is kind yeah. of what we're talking about today is managing mm-hmm. our mindset. This is part three of our creating your roadmap to 100K mm-hmm. um, and a very important piece. So I don't think it's arrogant. I don't think this is being. No, this is like I love it. It's just putting totally it out you. there. Intentions. <laughs> it is me, right? It's just like, let's put it out there, baby. Let's make mm-hmm. it happen. Yeah. Yeah. Shannon's sick. I y'all. Know. I mean, I know. Was it the last week's episode that I talked about the back to school cooties? And you're the last man down. Yeah. So now, like a week later, it's ran through everybody, and now it's to me. I'm honestly fine. I just have a super annoying cough. It's funny because Emily, one of our listeners who lives around us, one of my flower farming friends, she's the one who sent me the marigold episode idea, and uh. She texted me that morning, so she must have listened to it like Friday morning right away and said, oh, I hate the back-to-school cooties. It's the worst ever. It really is, man. It's like you go all summer and everyone's totally healthy. And then now it's just got to run through everyone. But I'm here. I might myself to cough, but I'll be here. (laughs) (laughs) And our Emily that works for me that edits the podcast, Mm -hmm. she can just take them out if you cough. You won't even hear them. I know. Yeah, it's all good. Well, I had um, my design and dine workshop last weekend. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I felt special because I had two dirt bags there. What? Oh. I know. I And Aww. I felt like in the middle of nowhere, you know, and they really mm-hmm. resonated with my Dollar General comments. And <laughs> they, they were like, we understand. We know what it's like. They, they get it. I, so. hate the, I really hate the Dollar General. Yeah. Well, There's you like, learned to like what's it good when in you there? got nothing else or nothing. <laughs> nothing. I'm not I'm not singing its praises. I'm just saying it's all we've got. Okay. So that's – it's terrible when you have a Target or a Dollar General. Come on. There's like no comparison. So. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. But I felt very seen in that moment. The you know, Appalachian Sweet. pride coming out there. Yeah. So – but it was great. It was – Yeah. How was your workshop? It was awesome. The weather was good. perfect. Beautiful. The food was great. Yeah. The good. sunset. It was very – cloudy and kind of crummy all day and then mm-hmm. it cleared up and oh, ended good. up being like a really nice night so and then I didn't like move from the couch on Sunday I watched yeah football and ate leftovers and Aww. was in PJs all day so that was kind of nice too yeah that. wonderful the barn looked beautiful the way you, you did the flowers and stuff in it looked pretty thanks yeah mm-hmm. it was fun I like to I feel very that morning of I actually got up I went for a run normally like in previous years I was like just running nutso and, yeah. you know, like up till the minute before. And I don't know. I think that I'm – I really felt on Saturday like, oh, okay, I've, I've been more relaxed. I think I – it's not that I care less, but I mm-hmm. I worry less, you know, yeah. about like all the extra details. And yeah. it, it always works out and it's beautiful. And so mm-hmm. I've become a little more – so fun. A little How more chill. Two of those? We do too. Yeah. Okay. Next year we're gonna do one. Um, okay. We're gonna sell a few more tickets and do mm-hmm. one. That was like one of the workshops we're gonna reduce down. But it's the best. It's just like such a really fun experience for people to get to eat a meal on the farm and the flowers and yes, you know they all, they dress up and they're taking photos Aww. and yeah, yeah. So it's a it's a cool experience to to share that, with everybody. That higher price point sometimes gets you more invested people who are showing up. You know, so they're there to have a good time, like there for the photos, like they're not that lower price point sometimes gets you lower price point things. Um, So it's nice to have that. Where'd you find your chef? Just curious. 
Well, one of them, the first one uh, we worked with is a local restaurant and okay. we worked with them. And then Mike Sihan uh, is mm-hmm. a, a friend of mine from college. So Aww. we, Hi. yeah, so I've known him for a really long time. So he comes and he does an amazing job and he's just part of the experience too. He just has a really engaging personality in the food. That's just nice. great. Yeah. yeah. So he's, he always goes extra. He put edible flowers on the table this year. And Fun. Yeah. Really, Fun. really did a nice, nice yeah. some added touches. So, Aww. but yeah. And you're gearing up for a big weekend too. Yes. A birthday weekend. I know. I'm working on Do my birthday. Say? Do you mean no. to No. Okay. I don't want to sing no. to you. I think the... <laughs> The older you get, not that I don't care about my birthday. I mean, I do. I'm just like not one of those people who's like birthday month, like everything's right. about me. And the- <laughs> mm-hmm. so for me, I'm doing the things that I love to do, which is make money, <laughs> be with my employees who are like literally my friends, really. You know, I, my kids get to run around. They're selling them and their friends are selling like waters and Rice Krispie treats and stuff. So they're like got their little entrepreneur thing going there. Um, it's fine. It's going to be fun. It's good. Yeah. Honestly, I'm looking forward to it. Weather's supposed to be beautiful. It's just like this week is full of getting all those last little pieces to come together, which yeah. it'll be good. It'll all be good. It's like it's like when you get married, everyone says, nobody will know if that detail that you're worried about like never mm-hmm. comes to fruition. You know, They're just excited to be there. So I'm just reminding myself of that. It'll be fine. Yeah. That'll be good. I think the biggest, my biggest anxiety leading up to an event like that mm-hmm. is always how many people are going to show up. Yes. And that I feel like is what hangs on or kind of gives me the most anxiety through the mm-hmm. whole week. It's not even necessarily did I forget something or this didn't get to get finished. Yeah. It's that the marketing efforts and everything to lead up to it. And mm-hmm. and really those big events, we're seeing some repeat people, but we're generating, you're trying to drum up like hundreds of new yes. people every yes. time, you know? Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's what I learned with the, with the Flower Fest. And I think we'll probably, we could really do a whole episode on these like mm-hmm. big flower yeah, events, these like how like, to put them yes. on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that's what my anxiety is around is like how many people are going to show up you know you've got food vendors and music and all this stuff that you've like put into it and Mm -hmm. yeah 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 well I'm sure it'll be a great turnout because it's Dahlia Fest man how do you not have the fields are beautiful and our Dahlia's were like kind of slow to get started Mm -hmm. this year so it's just nice to see everything you know you just worry like oh what if I don't have Dahlias and Dahlias, you know, it's fine. It's completely mm-hmm. fine. It's all going to be fine. So I'm looking Will forward to it. you let them pick can... other things other than Dahlias? Mm-hmm. Are they picking just, yeah? Nope. They can pick anything. Okay. So. Cool. It'll be good. It'll be good. Well, good. To it. Yeah. I kind of alluded to this, but in the last two episodes, episode 68, 69, mm-hmm. we have been giving you tools on how to create a roadmap to 100K because we, you know, you hear six figures thrown around in our industry all the time. And so we want to talk about, you know, how do you get to that top line? How do you set sales goals to get that top line revenue? And then what do the expenses look like? And you guys had such great response to this. Mm-hmm. Uh, we really appreciate We gave us some great feedback on Instagram um, with just, it really resonated with you. And so we had a lot of follow-up questions. And so today, a lot of those questions we felt like kind of went into this mindset piece. And we alluded to that a little bit last week was that you, to really hit that 100K or hit whatever sales goals, I think there's some, there can be some mental roadblocks. And so we just want to talk about some of those things today, give you some of our personal experiences on how yeah. we manage the monkey mind sometimes um, and sometimes not. But if you haven't listened to those two episodes, go back, give them a listen because we'll be referencing things kind of back in those episodes. So let's dig into some of those follow-up questions. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So the first question we had was, how do I overcome the fear that others will think that my goals, like let's say you're setting your 100K goal, that they might think it's ridiculous? For me... When we first started our farm, Judd told everyone at a Friendsgiving, and you like literally could have heard a pin drop. Everyone was like, you're doing what? So, you know, first of all, let them think it's ridiculous. It's fine. I was listening to something the other day, and 
it was on a podcast. But when you feel like someone's criticizing you, like let's say, okay, your your goals, you're never going to reach that f- for your flower farm or whatever. Just just let them think that. They have no idea. Just let them. That was kind of like this podcast episode. Like they want to criticize you, let them. They want to say you'll never do it, let them think that. Let them. It doesn't matter. So a lot of us get caught up when – and naturally, I think it's human nature to want other people's approval and support. But usually what I have found is when people are not supporting you or they're not giving you the approval that you're looking for, it's oftentimes more about them than it is about you. Yes. So I think that's the number one thing. So either you're the kind – like Judd is somebody who shares. He likes sharing the goal the goals. What are we doing? I'm more someone who likes to keep that because I'm like, oh, what if I don't, what if I don't reach it? And then I hate that I said it, but there is like some accountability in sharing it. And Mm -hmm. I don't think one way is right and one way is wrong, you know? So there's accountability in sharing the goals, but don't feel like you have to. If that's something that you don't want to have to answer to anyone about, for some reason, I think like, you know, we talk a lot about about making that hobby jump. So like being a hobbyist, but turning it into something profitable. There's like that jump that feels like out of the comfort zone because being a hobbyist, like there's really not a lot of expectations as far as how much money you make or what you sell or that's like, that's it the easier of the two. So I think when you're jumping into like, okay, like I'm going to make this something for real, then there, that's when sometimes the judgment, whether external or internal comes. So what I would do is decide whether or not you want to share and then whatever you decide, don't really care because they don't know. (laughs) This Mm -hmm. isn't something everyone knows about. So for me, I'd be like, hey, you know, I have this, I listen to these two crazy wackadoodles (laughs) at the Dirt on Flowers (laughs) and they're inspiring me to actually earn money. I mean, how could somebody not give you a round of applause for that? So Mm -hmm. for me, I just think it takes time and the more... The more you exercise that not caring, that let them response, I think it will get easier over time. Yeah. I, what you said too, Shan, is like the it's more about them. It, yes. Oftentimes, it doesn't make it easy to hear. It still mm-hmm. sucks when somebody's mm-hmm. saying that. But it is about them. You know, how we've had criticisms, you know, for the podcast, for our individual farms. We've – every single – you know, one here has probably heard some sort of criticism, but I always have to pause and think like, is that person putting themselves out there? Are they? Because what we do is vulnerable, right? Mm -hmm. Like we are putting ourselves out on a platform, whether we're talking podcasts, where you're talking your farm, Mm -hmm. it's a, you're being vulnerable in a position. And so, you know, I always think like, man, you're, they're quick to criticize, but um, you know, good for me, good for us, good for you for putting yourself out there and, and trying something. And, Mm -hmm. I tend to be one, I'm like, Judd, like I like to put it out there. I like to be open. I like to push it. And, but you know, I did that with the Airbnb. Like I Mm -hmm. shared about the Airbnb Mm -hmm. and over the course of a year, like, you know, there's, I've had changes. I've had, um, things in my life. Just, I am not doing my Airbnb just Mm -hmm. to put it out there. And I felt all of these emotions. I've worked through it and I thought I was embarrassed or, Mm -hmm. and it doesn't mean that I'm not ever going to do it. I'm not doing it right now. Um, but it was like, for me, I realized like, oh, actually what I want to do is an invest in an Airbnb. Mm -hmm. I don't want to run it. And there's nothing wrong with that. Even that I put that out there, but you know, just knowing that like you can say something and then go back on it. You can Mm -hmm. say something or try something and fail at it. And it doesn't mean you're a failure at all. You know, Um, and so, yeah, for me, that was just like, I did feel a little anxious about that, but we do, we all want everybody, we want people's approval and you want to be liked and successful and all those things, but Mm -hmm. yeah, it's, it can be tough, but still go for it. Still silence them. Yeah. Silence. Someone, someone said the other day that the five people you surround yourself is like, you like you are that that was it you are the the three or the five yeah. people that you surround yourself with so when you get these people who are maybe like questioning or just just really think like is this person really my person you know mm-hmm. so you have to figure out how to put these people at arm's length on our marigold episode we talked about i forget what her name was the girl i'll have to look back 
uh, one of the notes, but we have one of our marigold people that's like constantly doubting, questioning, all of that. Um, and I think, you know, even in the insiders, it's so nice because like I really do see like a group of like-minded people like literally just cheering each other on. So you do have to find your group. And if so, if you're having trouble doing that, maybe the group in the insiders would work for you too because it's so nice and farming can be so lonely. And it's just sometimes it's nice like even in a forum where you have other people who are feeling like the same struggles, wins, losses, all of it. And maybe that's your safe place to share your goals, you know, Mm -hmm. but you have to find what works for you. And maybe it's like just to your husband or maybe you just write it in your journal at night or maybe you tell your two-year-old who's not even knowing what you're saying, but you feel like you have to tell somebody. It's good. It's it's just a practice. It's, it's a good thing to do, but you're going to have to overcome that stuff and get to the, basically, I don't give a, I don't give yeah. a what question about, about anybody, what anyone mm-hmm. has to say. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sean always says, uh, don't take criticism from someone you wouldn't take advice from. Yes. It's like, Man, that's really yeah. true. Because we do. We take like we take on that criticism from people mm-hmm. and you're just like, would I take their actual life advice? Right. No. I'm like, no. okay, <laughs> moving on. We're good. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't We're trade good. you places. So <laughs> moving on. <Yeah. laughs> but, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. that's great. I like that. So I think too, we got we have gotten this question or a version of this question, I mean, once a week. A lot. Mm-hmm. A lot. Yeah. yeah. And it's, are you struggling with imposter syndrome? How do you get past the comparison trap? And we have a whole episode on mm-hmm. comparison trap. So it's episode 12. And our, we have an episode with Lori Hernandez too. That's episode 15. That's really good. It's just sort of about managing that mindset and taking some action steps, which we're going to talk about at the end. So if you haven't listened to 12 and 15, go back. If you have listened to them, go back and listen to them again. Cause mm-hmm. it's one of those things that you really could just here on repeat. And the comparison trap is it, it's a it's a tough one because we're we live in a world that's just fueled by comparison everywhere we look, whether that's with social media. Um, I mean that's just the, that is basically what the foundation of social media is. It breeds the comparison trap. So often it, it's it gives you this idea of I heard something recently that talked about this idea of err which is like richer, healthier, prettier, or more of everything, right? And Mm -hmm. um, it then you have the est, richest, prettiest, best, whatever it is. But that comparison trap just creates an itch inside of you that you can just never be satisfied with and ever. Like you can never comparing yourself to someone else. And, you know, it's – we need to look to each other – for inspiration, not to imitate that person or beat yourself up about maybe where you are versus where they are. And I had, I'll link, I'll, I'll, I'll put this up on there, but I just watched a video and I, and the name is slipping me about this exact thing. But this idea of comparison is really like chasing the wind, right? We're comparing, we want more or to like reach this goal. Well, it's like, it's impossible. It is just, you know, the comparison trap that you can't chase the wind. You'll never catch it. Right. And you'll never be satisfied. So if you have this like goal of like, I'll be successful when blank, well, when you hit that, that bar just constantly moves up. So it's like being grateful, gratitude for what we have and being content with where we're at in the phase and the season that we are in and, you know, building our businesses off of that. But it's, it is a, it is one of those things to the comparison trap that is, can be very detrimental to you reaching goals. Cause you are always going to feel like if you're comparing yourself to somebody else on social media, you don't know the full story. You don't know the picture, you know, you're comparing your year one to their year seven or their year 10. And you, it's not you're not comparing apples to apples in this, and so it's it's really never going to fuel you. It's always going to make you feel like you're defeated. It's going to make you feel like you aren't doing enough. It's going to make you feel like you're behind. You have to do more to catch up. And so, yeah, it's like using social media as a source of inspiration or other people that you look up to, but not using them as a whipping tool for you to beat up on yourself because it's never. Mm-hmm. 
it's never going to fuel you to hit your goals. It's just going to make you feel bad about where you are actually are in your journey. So knock it off. Yeah. It's the worst. It's the hardest. And honestly, when you're feeling bad about yourself is when you seek those things out, it feels like. Like you're just looking for the the affirmation from everybody else that you're not doing it right. So for me, it's just like social media is, is where all of this happens. Our industry is so visual. Like that's what we share, visuals of what we're doing, what we're growing, when it's blooming, all those kinds of things. So for you, it might like create a timeline, like, but somebody else might be in a different zone doing this. And you're like, well, they already got their their fall planted, <laughs> their fall planted spring crops in. And here I am just starting. It's like, you really have to just take all that stuff at face value. For me, I'm using it more like like an inspiration piece. Like, wow, like I really loved that crop. I'm going to put it on my research list. And then half the time when I go to research, I'm like, I can't even grow that in my mm-hmm. zone, you know? So yeah. yeah, you really just have to take all of that at face value. And is it great for ideas, inspiration, a hundred percent? And we're going to talk about it in a little bit too, but it's like, instead of looking outward or looking outward is the easy thing to do. But looking inward, which is going to be on one of our action steps, is going to be the harder of the two. So you're going to have to really like step up and say, I'm not going to let that bother me anymore. And I really need to play my game. Like your roadmap to 100K is your roadmap. And no other farm is going to look exactly like you. So it's just so important to try to have the right mindset with that with that and when you're feeling like in the gutter about your about your own business and we all yeah. feel that way sometimes yeah. when like nothing's going right and all the money's going out the door like usually in June Lindsay and I have at least three conversations where we're like oh, all the money's leaving but we're not making mm-hmm. it it's like you know it's those those times where I think it that's where I see it creep up for me. So mm-hmm. when you're feeling like that, maybe you're just setting a boundary for yourself. Like, okay, like I'm not going to go on social media or I'm going to make an effort yeah. for it to be less. Yeah. So you just have to figure that out. You know, it's tough. Yeah. And in comparison to that comparison trap, like what you're saying too, I said a lot of times it's when I'm hungry, I'm yes. tired, <laughs> you're lonely. I don't, whatever the yeah, things are where you're just yes. like, <laughs> yeah, you know something isn't something <laughs> got eaten by bugs, yeah. and then you're like, I oh, suck. Where, wherever space you're in, you know, I think a lot of this, t- a lot of times, this comes from a scarcity mentality where yeah. you feel like either you're not enough, your farm's not doing enough, and y'all, I am speaking for myself. I still go through waves of this. I am not, I don't have this all figured out. I don't, I, I don't sail through the season and don't deal with these things. But what I, what I'm sharing with you and what we're sharing with you today is that we do these things. We do go through this Mm -hmm. even years in business. It gets easier. It gets better. You manage your mind differently. You're learning different things pop up, but you know, the, one thing yeah. we'll get messages all the time like there's flower farms popping up everywhere yes mm-hmm. every single person yep. who is listening to this podcast is either one of those farms that just popped up or has farms popping up around them and it's just part of being in business and i think being solid in your own business and we talk about with lori putting your blinders on and or and with Kaylin, I think we talk about it too. It's just like putting your blinders on, stay in your own lane, you know, quit chasing the damn wind. And it sounds so much easier, but it's like, you have to keep doing it and it eventually gets, it does get easier, but it's like, you know, coming from a place of gratitude for what we have and what we've created because you're, you honestly are robbing yourself of what you have created. I mean, I, I, sat on Sunday and and watched uh, or looked at f- photos that people had tagged us in. And I was like, man, I really allowed myself to just like, this is really a beautiful space that I live yeah. in and that I've created. Yeah. And we have a business that makes a lot of people happy and brings joy to a ton mm-hmm. of people's lives. And people traveled a long way and spent hard-earned money to come spend an evening with us. And I'm, I am so grateful that I get to do that, you know? And so, yeah. And I don't, I don't live in that Zen place at all, but it it's like, going back to that is sort of my like North star and my center. I'm grounded there. That's, that's what makes you push forward and know that Mm -hmm. like, you know, you can, you can hit those big goals. And yeah. Yeah. We'll be talking about that forever. We'll be episode 
920. <laughs> yeah. Talking about it. But when people message us, they cry. They say, look, I listened to that. I cried. I was in tears. It resonated with me because everybody's feeling it. It's the same when we were talking about burnout. It's a real thing. People are dealing with it and they're learning how to manage a life, personal life, a family life, you know, probably two work lives, um, you know, and and they, after a couple seasons, get to that point. Um, Mm -hmm. So yeah, we'll, we'll, won't be the last we'll be talking about it. Yeah, really. (laughs) Okay. Next question. We had somebody ask, okay, we're talking about six-figure farms, but what does that look like as far as take-home pay? Um, so that's a quite the inter- interesting question, which it's not a bad question because I felt like even when I first started, I was like, okay, so how much money do I need to make to quit my job? But that's a, that is a super loaded question. There's a lot of variables that are going into that. And what, what, Lindsay and I did is not going to be the same as what you're going to do. And for us, you know, we worked our jobs for a long time because we were growing the business slowly to the point where we could go full-time and feel comfortable. So people have different like financial tolerances. For me, we had a family. Like I've always said, Jen and I could eat like beans and ramen noodles, but I have to take care of the kids and house and all that stuff. So I have more than just myself to think about. So what it looks like for us, it is not going to be the same as what it looks like for you. When I first started paying myself, I think I paid myself like $250 a week. No, I think we were like paying ourselves, we had to convince ourselves to pay ourselves $25 a week. Yeah. We're like, we're just going to I was going to say 250 Yeah. Let's practice paying ourselves. <laughs> yeah. And we weren't even paying ourselves, if you remember Whoa. this, we were moving it into an account yes. that in theory we wanted to pay ourselves. Yes. And we hadn't even That's done how that we did yet. it. No. Right. We were just moving it like when we pay ourselves because we needed to see that we could have enough money left over. Yes. Yeah. To make it happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it was what I what I would call like slow, you know, a really slow progression. And some people are willing to like take really big risks and just go all in and go for it. And if you're that kind of person and you have like that kind of personality, go for it. I mean, do you, if you feel comfortable doing that and I mean that everyone's going to have those different tolerances for us, it was very, very slow. So thinking about what you truly need is, I know it's quite the reflection, honestly, but what I would say is I need you to sit down, you know, list out your bills, figure out what you're going to need to cover life, just life stuff, and then figure out what you need to have fun and like have a fulfilled life and not a life of like, always feeling strapped, you know, it's that poor farmer, you know, mentality. I think like, oh, there's no money in farming. I mean, I truly believe that I've proven and you too, Lindsay, that that is not the case. So, Mm -hmm. but you have to make room for yourself. (laughs) You have to prioritize paying yourself. What's that going to look like? And it's going to look like, it's going to look different for everyone. So for us and for me, it's like, I had to know what my baseline expenses are to live. I added in extra to actually live, like to live a fulfilled life and take care of everything that I need to take care of and then have some for savings and be able to pay my health care and all that kind of stuff too. There's a lot of considerations. So I think if you take that, whatever that number comes out to be, depending on where you live, the cost of living could be different. It all looks different. I live on my farm. So some of my home expenses are shared or paid for by the business. So for me, Maybe I don't have the, as much expenses as somebody who does not live on their farm and is operating a whole separate farm. So it's all going to look different. But what I would I would recommend is that you get that number and then you work your goals backwards. So you start setting your goals and you say, I know I need to make this much per month. Let's just use $2,000. So I know that for 12 months, I'm going to need to pay myself $24,000 a year. Can I live on that? So for me, it's like working backwards and then figuring out, then you're going to say, okay, in order to make this one, how much do I need to sell? Then you make your sales goals and then you say, okay, then how much do I need to plant? And that's where you're looking at your expenses and all of that and all the whole plan needs to come together. And then there's the plan and then that's, then it's what actually happens. So like Mm -hmm. giving yourself some grace either way. So um, that is, is such a hard question to answer. I wish I could like give you that, but Mm -hmm. 
really, it's just going to look different. For, I'm sure Lindsay and I's look different. Yeah, Ours like supports Judd and I both. That's that's a different scenario. It's just, it's going to be family, different. Family, so, you have children. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. it's so a it's lot. very different. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that really has to be a personal question that I think just takes figuring out what that magic you know, number is, and then figuring out, making a plan for yourself and keep checking in mm-hmm. with that plan. Yeah. And I, I couldn't ever figure out, I kept asking that question. I would ask like consultants and accountants and, you know, I never got a clear answer. Yeah. And finally, I, Michelle at Roots helped me a yeah. few years ago to look at and go like, okay, your profit, so your top line minus your expenses, your net profit, that's where your paycheck, if you are an LLC, comes from. Well, it's what as a business, that's the mm-hmm. bottom, that's what you pay taxes on. That's where your pay comes from. So looking at like what you bring in minus your expenses, what's left over, that's where you can pay yourself out of. Cash flow is a whole different conversation of managing cash flow, right? So knowing like when you can pull and if you are an S corp versus an LLC is very different. So if you're an LLC, you could say you could make a half million dollars on your farm and you could pay yourself $25,000, dollars a year. If you're an S corp, you can't do that. Uh, an S corp is where um, you have to have a fair, reasonable wage. You have to pay yourself a reasonable salary as an S corp because you work for the corporation. And so there are accountants and people that can help you with those things. But just to figure out for like what you can live on and like you know, come up with that number and like Shannon said, just set your goals backwards and you kind of will set your budget based off of that. And, and, you know, it's just like budgeting a personal, personal Mm -hmm. income, but yeah, it's, it's definitely going to vary. I wish I could tell you how, how much you can make, but it's really, I, I think my boot budget might be like as much as one of your kids, you know, like I think that's what I would budget that same amount. That's, that might be extreme, but it's fall. And that's like when I budget for most of mine, like, yes. But you get to claim the kids on so or you get that not so security. Yeah, on our you get to claim them on taxes. <laughs> I do. So they have so security helpful. numbers. So you get money back on that. Yes. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I've threatened to to get the socials. I said actually said to Elizabeth in the field that we were doing this doing sunflowers a few weeks ago, and I said I should take your social and just try to Start run claiming. it in as like a dependent. Just <laughs> like. Okay. <laughs> She's married now, so that probably won't uh, work. But yeah. I don't know. Mm, yeah. Can't but it, honestly, it looks different for everybody. Yeah, it does. Maybe you always want to have a very nice car. Me, mm-hmm. I have a 2012 Toyota Sienna, Sienna minivan that has like 145,000 miles on it, and that's our one car. That's mm-hmm. because we don't really care that much about cars. You yeah. know, like we want it to feel nice and work and all that, but beyond that, like, but it's like it's going to be different for everybody and that's okay yeah. like it's supposed to be that that's where like imposter syndrome comes in too oh well they have this they have that i need this like all that you just like mm-hmm. really need to play your own game and 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 that with that kind of stuff so yeah i mean imposter syndrome sneaks up about size of farms i mean we you yes. and i have chatted about this too mm-hmm. it's like or the size of somebody's farm the acreage that they're growing on does not make you less of a farmer than someone who's growing on a massive amount. It's just a number because more means more expenses. Mm -hmm. You know, yes, it does mean more money. That doesn't mean that you can't be profitable or be successful and run an amazing business on, you know, smaller square footage. That's what we're trying. That's actually what I'm trying to do next year. I'm dialing it back. I'm Mm -hmm. trying to figure out how do I do just as much with growing some less flowers. I see where there's pinch points. Um, And that's what you should be doing in Mm -hmm. business. But it's very easy very easy to go like, well, man, they're growing that many. They're growing that many dahlias and like, look how beautiful. And it's like, yeah, they are. But if the field's completely bloomed out, you know, Mm -hmm. like right now my, my field is picked clean and I feel good about that. And that means like I'm, I'm dialing that number in and I'm growing the right amount for us. And it's not excess and it's not waste. And so yes, it's beautiful flower fields, but it's also waste. So yeah, imposter Mm -hmm. syndrome can, can sneak up in Mm -hmm. a lot of, a lot of different ways. So So, So what do we do about it? Yeah. I mean, I think like that's that's something that we always want to be able to provide you all is actionable steps. So for us, it's like we just wanted to make sure that you really like felt these these kinds of points that we're going to go through. There's three of them. 
And we want to make sure that you really feel, no, after all of this conversation, here are the three things that you guys should be concentrating on in our eyes. So number one, put putting your blinders on. We talk about this. It does not have to be the same as Susie Q's farm down the road. You are allowed to grow different crops, grow them differently, and you don't need to have everything the same. You don't mm-hmm. – like here, newsflash, any weed management strategy – you're still dealing with weeds. Like there's no magic bullet in all of this. So again, weed management is just something I think that you're going to have to find what works for you. And that goes with all of this stuff. So is it good to take inspiration? Yes. But by all means, you should really put those blinders on and be focusing on your farm. And if you put all of your attention away from other people and started focusing on you. Wow. I imagine the impact that you would really have on your own farm mm-hmm. if you really just kept trying to look at your, maybe you spent that time like financially looking at your farm more clearly, you know, instead of yeah. that one hour scroll that makes you feel terrible. Maybe I'm going to look at my QuickBooks reports and see where I'm at. Yeah. So, you know, it's just like reprioritizing that time, which is really important. So yeah, I think that's yeah. a good one. Put your blinders on for sure. Put your blinders on. Yes. Yeah. And it's like sometimes you need an accountability buddy to yeah. just be like, hey, I'm doing the thing again. Yes. You know, like, I mean, maybe maybe if you're just like actually naming it out loud and having like a, a friend that can just say, man, I'm, you know, I was using Chasing the Wind earlier. Mm-hmm. It was just like I'm I'm doing the thing again or I'm comparing myself or I'm, I'm being like negative self-talk. And it's we are not saying it's easy, but it's kind of the thing that, you know, putting those blinders on that, that you really do need to do. And just like, yeah. you know, maybe yeah. every time they you do it, I'll be your accountability buddy if you do it. If every time you do it, you message me and then you have to buy me a Cozy Town Dahlia tuber. <laughs> every time. There you I'll go. be like, all right, there's one. I'll have like a full bed of those things. Man, Cozy Town Night. Have you ever grown mm-hmm. that bad? No, boy? no. I only Best have one of theirs. Really? Best burgundy. Oh. Period. Best ball burgundy dahlia. Oh, okay. Ever. Okay. Yeah. She's not that's not a plug. I have it. It's it's amazing. It's okay. The way it grows, it sort mm-hmm. of grows like an an Ivanetti as far as that like upright yeah. habit. And yeah. I okay. digress, but it's the bomb. The colors like I love it. when they say true burgundy, mm-hmm. it's it it's is. that like what everybody's wanting for that like fall Merlot. Oh, yes. Beautiful. Perfect. Okay. I'm gonna Perfect do that. One. Okay. So if you need somebody to be accountable for, message me. I will do it. And then you have to buy me one of those every time you <laughs> slip up and fall off the wagon. Okay. So the next thing that we'll, that our next tip or strategy was, is, and Shannon talked about it earlier, it just alluded to it, but it's instead of looking outwards, start looking inward, right? Is everybody in our life is a mirror for us in some way. If somebody is triggering you and they annoy the crap out of you. My mom told me this once and now I'm like, I try to find loopholes and stuff that my mom says. And um, it says if somebody's really irritating you or you find something, a quality in them that's like really bothersome, it's like, well, where in that, where in you does that reside? Like where does that need a resolution in your life? And so looking at like, okay, I'm really feeling very insecure about what I just saw in this post or that another flower farm's coming, you know, popping up and I'm feeling insecure. It's like, well, okay, where's that resonating within you? And like, what do you need to look at? And how do you turn that into like something actionable on your farm? And I know we both do this and mm-hmm. it's, we look for things on our farm that are life-giving and life-taking. What are the things that bring you energy and what are the things that take it away? And I've shared this many times, like workshops, Saturday night, I got done with that workshop. It was 35 amazing people that were so happy to be there. The conversation was great. The Everything about it was wonderful experience. It was relaxing for me. I was like buzzing mm-hmm. afterwards, just so happy that it went smooth and everybody had fun. I'll tell you, when I never feel that way was after a full service wedding. Yeah. <laughs> I never was buzzing yes. with just mm-hmm. – <laughs> The drain. I don't of even service. Yeah, you're just like <laughs> dragging myself back yes. to the van. Yeah, you know, probably some sort of floral glue stuck to me somewhere. It's like I like run to the van and shut the door and peel out of there so they don't ask me to do one more thing. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's so. Yes, 
those are the things. Like, what is it if you find yourself like the thought of agritourism makes you crazy town having people on your property, you know, then that's probably something you should look at. Yeah. And um, but yeah, it's like you create a business plan around growing and investing in things that you love that light you up. And I'm telling you, you will have an amazing business. Yes. If it's just doing a farmer's market, maybe you're like in your, you know, your this is your retirement plan, right? Mm-hmm. Some people that are listening and some of our dirt bags are retirees and this is they've had their career. They're doing this as something fun and they want to make money at it and they want to do it the right way. And the farmer's market's how they're doing mm-hmm. it. So it it's really can just be a a roadside stand. I mean, this could look like anything you want it to. Mm-hmm. So, like we said earlier, look to others for inspiration and, you know, not imitation and and things that are going to diminish and just compare yourself to who you were yesterday, not who someone else is today, yeah. you know? I mean, yeah. I think that's a Jordan Peterson quote that I read somewhere mm-hmm. one time that just it's like stay, you know, it's just kind of that, just stay in your lane and compare yourself to you. And that's really all that matters. So. And you're comparing yourself to who you think they are. Yes. Yeah. Which is way different sometimes than what they actually are. Have you ever met somebody and you're like, wow, I, that person really let me down because I like put them in this weird pedestal and then you Mm -hmm. meet him and you're like, that was completely terrible. And, mm-hmm. you know, so just just having that awareness is so important because yeah. our socials are really, they are our highlight reels. When I mm-hmm. take a picture, yeah, I don't want a weed in it. Do I have weeds? Yeah, I just don't take pictures of them and put them on my social. So mm-hmm. it's just so important to keep that perspective, I think. And just more like even just to have kind of a lackadaisical like you know relationship with it like yeah yeah they probably have weeds just aren't showing it or just knowing that that is the highlight reel like it's just something to laugh about you know and that's Mm -hmm. kind of how I take it like really lighthearted for the most part yeah and especially for our farm pages we are selling to the public yes we were we're different our our social page on dirt on flowers is different than what it would be your amaranth post was hysterical by the way I know I had it really I was wasn't supposed to be my turn this week, but I took that picture this morning. I'm like, it's so I funny. Can't. I'm like, look up and that thing stared at me. I'm like, first of all, finger. planted right in the middle of the celosia. How'd it get there? <laughs> and it's the stupid red spike. I don't know. I order the red spike amaranth seed yep. and it, it always comes out with that middle finger amaranth. <laughs> yep. I hate it. Oh, <laughs> it's just like... <laughs> It's just if just you haven't seen it, go everywhere. to our Instagram, yes. the Dirt on Flowers. She posted it and said, "We're at the point of the season where even the amaranth is giving you the middle finger." Where it's just <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> "We're done, we're done, man." <laughs> I know. I just, I know. I don't I even know where it. I was. I lost my, lost okay. it. Oh, I was gonna say mm-hmm. is, uh, with um, seeing the the weeds. Like we're not putting out on our social pages on our farms. Like, hey, guess what? I'm about to hit my last succession of sunflowers. The like such yes. a fail because it rained so many weeks we mm-hmm. could not get them in. We couldn't get them in. It never dried out and then we got busy. So it's like you yeah. think I'm going to be posting that? No, we have plenty of other stuff. We've yeah. got sunflowers in the U pick and I, anyway, yeah. I'm just all I'm saying is you know, we're keeping it as real as we can to still yes. market the business and not sound like an absolute Debbie Downer. Like, mm-hmm. well, I sucked at this, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll, well tell it's you guys because, that. But. Because the podcast is like where we get to be us more. Yeah. You know, yeah. like this is like yeah. me, real life. Not that my Instagram, like the Bloom Hill feed isn't. Like I try to interject myself. I feel like the people who read my newsletter know me. That's like a new level, level of intimacy, you know, the newsletter. Yeah. And then you guys are like, the next level, you know, because yeah. you really know us. I, we had a message in our Instagram at the Dirt on Flowers Instagram that was so cute. She's like, I'd love to hear the unfiltered versions of you guys. Oh and I was like, we're making plans for that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Meet and greets. But yeah, so yeah. it's just fun. It, it is so fun that like you guys give us that opportunity to feel more ourselves too. And not like this is our place where we can 
talk Mm -hmm. it through and it's just it's just nice both ways I think so yeah Yeah, it is I mean the unfiltered version basically would just be like we'd have to say in the beginning just take your kids out of the car yes you can't listen to the kids yeah (laughs) and it's just then you would get it you would get that version if it's not much different it's just I it's there's a little sailor-ish sometimes there's a lot Mm -hmm. of extra a lot of extra Okay. 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 So number three. Yes. Um, Truly, what do you need? Not what does Shannon need? Not what does Lindsay need? What do you need? You and the people that you care about, that you support. What do you all need in this stage of life? The stages of life change. What you need now might be completely different in two to three years, and that's okay. Like we have to start really feeling comfortable in the season of life that we're in. And like one one of our questions was, um, I have a two and a three year old. Like, how do I do this with them? You know. Mm-hmm. And I have been in that stage of life, and it is a stage of life. It's just here. It's a season. And it that's a hard season. It has its own like different like tactics and strategies and all that kind of stuff. But you have to think like, what do you need now? And you start looking at that and you, you really look at yourself. What do you need financially? What do you need emotionally to feel fulfilled in your job? What do you need? Like for us, I needed I need, we needed somebody to watch the kids if we were going to do, well, we didn't want to do that anymore. We need to be with our kids more. So then it created a business where I could do that. So what I would do, I was encourage you to write these things down. Like, what do I need in my life to be happy financially, emotionally, from my farm? What does my like social life need to give me? All of those different things. Because, you know, we have like our words each year. What was your word this year? Fun. Fun. What was mine? Mm Mm-hmm. Marigold, marigold, yes. I want to be a marigold to other mm-hmm. people. So it's like finding those things, like really thinking about what you need. Okay. So instead mm-hmm. of always thinking that like there's an easy answer to these things, the answer is within you. It's within you. Mm-hmm. And that's the harder. That That's again, like I mentioned before, that's the harder of the two. The two. It's like looking outward versus looking inward. I really encourage you to look inward. So number three is what do you need? And not anybody else. And that's mm-hmm. a really, really good place to start. I would also add yeah. rest. Because yeah. rest, having a rested, and that's maybe what you need, but we hear this often, like we get this a lot, but like resting, it just makes when you are a you have some sleep and you're mm-hmm. hydrated and you have food, like you just show up as a some of this stuff sort of goes away. Like you were just talking about the seasons yeah. with the kids, like that was the season mm-hmm. of life that you were in. And you are not the same person no. five years mm-hmm. ago that you were today. And I'm not either. And th- that's the awesome part about owning a business is that we get to create mm-hmm. whatever version of that that works for us. And to me, that's like the most exciting. Yeah. I know I keep talking about like how excited I am for 24, but it's like I feel like I've there's just so many things that I've seen as like pinch points and problems mm-hmm. this year that I can make it easier, not just on me, but on my employees, you know, new opportunities for the customers mm-hmm. to visit our farm and stuff yeah. like that. So I feel that it's like I'm just constantly like re-energized by this farm by looking and doing all of these things mm-hmm. that we've talked about. These steps is what keeps yeah. us like, you know, going and pushing forward. Yeah. So And there's so much to be said, yeah. I think, with embracing the gritty season. You know, when you're first starting out, mm-hmm. you're like in the trenches, you know, figuring it out, expensive mistakes, all of those things. That happens to everybody. Like you are definitely not special. Yeah. Like sometimes we think that we're like the only ones who experience these things. No, we all are. We all did. But looking at it now, eight, nine years later, it's like, okay, without those seasons, we would have never appreciated this season. So we all have to go through it. And maybe it's just figuring out how do we embrace the gritty side of what we do, those first gritty years that they happen to everybody. Mm-hmm. Let's start embracing them instead of using them as a way to just beat ourselves up. So it's like just really, really looking at your life and making it what that, – that's what entrepreneurs do. It's the harder path. But you create a life that is meant for you. And I think that's so important in what we do got to make it fun. You got to make it work for you. Otherwise, why are you doing it? Truly. Because I guarantee every other, every business person out there is dealing with this. Uh, Yes. Like to some capacity. There's like imposter syndrome Mm -hmm. in every industry, every, 
you know, anybody that's writing a book or even these, you know, Jenna Kutcher or any of these people that we, that we listen, you know, to. You listen yeah. to or other podcasts and you think, man, they're killing it. They got it so figured out. It's like, yeah, they do probably mm-hmm. on most days, but they're still dealing oh, with some yeah. version of this. So just, you know, give yourself some yeah. grace, go get you a pedicure. Oh, that's what I need. I did. I did, man. I like every time I sit down, <laughs> every time I sit down, like I feel so sorry. I know. They're people. definitely so talking sorry. crap I about me. Well. Oh, yeah, I do. I know. Every time I sit down, wow. I'm thinking she's definitely saying like, something yes, right now about feet. what these feet look like. Well, I'm like, you, you know, I'm usually farming in yeah. Crocs, which I, I really don't I recommend. A lot of times I don't wear socks. My feet are so like it's bad. Yeah. I'm scrubbing them every night because I, I can't know. even get into my sheets thinking about what has touched my feet in a day. Mm-hmm. <sighs> <laughs> People always ask us what we farm in. And it's no, not it's just, good. We don't farm in anything. Like I think they're expecting – like it's a very sweet question because I think they're expecting like we've got the gear yeah. part narrowed yeah. down. You know, mine's like compression <laughs> socks, whatever running uh, shoes that I've retired to now yes. farm in and some yeah. cut off. Like it's a really – We should start like a Friday movement. Oh, wait. But we have our we have our podcast come out on Friday, like a farm fit yeah. day where we all share our farm outfits. A fit check. Oh, that's a good idea. Okay, what day um, could that be? I don't know. Yeah. We got to think on that. We've got some good namers in this group. Like the Spill the Dirt series came from one of our listeners to help us. You know, we were just – Yeah. We we need to start sharing images of farming in real life. Let's do it. (laughs) Let's (laughs) – No, this is – Okay. Instagram, (laughs) this is what we actually look like. I know. My one employee, Maddie, just came – came down the driveway when I was getting the kids off the bus and she's like, I just told Rachel, (laughs) I better take a picture of you because that is a farm outfit. I've literally got muck boots, biker shorts, a t-shirt. I threw on this jean jacket so no one sees my sports bra in the video recording. (laughs) That is some outfit. Like, thank you, Maddie. I know. I get up in the mornings, I look in the mirror, I'm like, I don't think I washed my face yesterday. I'm like, just a little concealer. I can, my, what you need, the farm tips that you need is Mm -hmm. a hat. Yes. That's your best friend and concealer Mm -hmm. for me anyway. That's my, those are my like two, I can't live without. So if you want to talk about farming, farming We could do a whole episode on our our favorites. We could, we could do that. Mm. But really we're just pulling out whatever's good to go that day. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Right. Okay. So So I hope, yeah, I hope you all promised me that you're just going to go back and start thinking about about what you need and thinking about less what other people are doing. You know, it gets in the way. Yeah. Hell with them. Screw them. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) They ain't thinking about you. No. They're not thinking about you anyway. Somebody else says, somebody said that to me once too. It's like nobody is thinking about you as much as you are worrying about what they're saying, what they're doing. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, knock it off. Yeah. Just, yeah. Put yep. the blinders on. Go yeah. weed some. Yeah, get some weed rage out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, guys. I really hope you found that valuable. Honestly, I found it kind of fun and good too. I We need these reminders too as much as when mm-hmm. we give them to you. So thank you guys so much for listening. And I hope it really encourages you to dig in and do some self-reflection. That's all we're trying to do is to give you these ideas and then take them forth in your own lives and in your own farm. So if you really love this, share it with a friend who might need to hear some of these words. Uh, I know I've got a few I want to share it with. So if you haven't looked us up and followed us over on the gram, check us out. It's at Dirt on Flowers. We share things over there. I have a new amaranth post. If you did not know what we were talking about with the middle finger, finger amaranth, you need to head over there and check that out. But you guys are literally the best. The messages, the comments, you guys are, are legitimately the sweetest. So thank you guys so much for supporting us. And we'll see you at the same time, same place next week. 